joke Nobody speak, nobody get choked Sports fans, it is Friday here on 89.1 KHOL. The Teton Sports Talk is here to bring you a little bit closer to your weekend. We have a packed house here in studio. I'm your host, Massey Zeman. To my left, Troy Zeman. Hey, guys. And to my other left is Lynn Zeman. Hello. And as always, my loyal co-host, Graham Trainer, coming to you from Austin, Texas. Hail Caesar? What? Hail Caesar? Caesar's Palace. Congratulations. Oh, I was about to say, are you referring to the the name change down there in NOLA? I mean... Yes, I am. Are they going to renovate it now? They got some money? Uh, no, probably not. I don't know what... If you were to renovate the Superdome, I'm not sure what you would do first. Like, do you have any speculation I, on that, Trainer? No, I definitely don't change those seat colors. I love that. I mean, I would just say maybe just some of the... Maybe the lighting, that, that was an issue during Morgan Cox's Super Bowl. That was uh, the... To work on the electric, the electric, and maybe just check to see if the roof's okay. But yeah, leave, leave the charm. Leave the charm. I was about to say, that's probably more like New Orleans power grid than anything else. But Caesars Palace, I've uh, I've not been to any of the gambling boats down in New Orleans. I was distracted elsewhere. I didn't know Caesar lived down there. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's got, it's one of his, it's part of his second homes. One of his second the homes. It's a good hangover joke. Don't ruin it. It was supposed to be like a small, like insert, insert joke <laughs> oh, here kind bad, of thing. And you blew it. Uh, plenty of things to talk about going on around Jackson. There are people everywhere, especially in oh. Yellowstone. And we saw, what are we going to call this trainer? A near miss when it comes to the over under? Yes, yeah, an unfortunate non, uh, non homicide from a bison, bison to tourists. Uh, I know that that moose, the, the wildlife mafia is still coming back to retaliate for that uh, hit hit and run by for that that moose that was terrible so yes uh near miss near miss we'll get, um wildlife mafia we'll get them soon um it's so funny to me and maybe if you're in your car stuck in traffic maybe you're in yellowstone and we actually get that far uh by we i mean the kh12 from the top of snow king out towards yellowstone there's not many mountains in the way depends on the winds yes and if you're in my if you're in the car the boardwalk will not save you from the wildlife that is just off of no. the boardwalk. It's not like the zoo. There are no fences. There are no, there's no glass separating you from the animals. So when you sneak up on a bison and say, oh, wow, people are going to love this on my following, that bison has the, I, won't, I don't say responsibility, but has the ability to retaliate. Has the right. Um, and, yeah, it was, it was close, though. It was Let's just say it was the worst. It was the worst miss since I saw Ben Ben Simmons on the court. <laughs> well, that's not saying much of the Bison. I will say that that's yeah. that's kind of a yeah. rude that's kind of a rude thing to say about that Bison. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say I'm I might give give the over under a little bit of love here because I'm sure that guy had a little leftover in his pants and that might be enough. Instead of blood, Ooh. there was some other little bodily pudding. function. Yeah, a little pudding in his pants. So I'm willing to bump this up a point. One four, if uh, if the board here uh, uh, approves, trainer, I'll, I'll get it to you first. Oh, approved, approved. Troy, approved. He at least felt the wind or the breath, so I think that at least has some sort of value to it in terms of the over under. Yeah, uh, and Lynn, absolutely. Just 
having this conversation is terrifying me. <laughs> and I'm not anywhere close to a bison. He, he at least had some bison dust on him. So that's gonna we're gonna add point one four to the one point six six, which we've been stalemated in since the Michigan woman had her incident. So that's gonna lead leave us at a one point seven five. We are now one point away from the over under, which is at two point seven five. We have four weeks to go in this uh in the in the bison goring season Exciting. that we have from labor from Memorial Day to Labor Day. So it's getting it's getting tense. You know, this, this yeah, what do we have? go ahead. Five weeks, five weeks left. I, I blame drones. People just started getting close enough. I mean, in a, in a more, in more volume, it's just, they, there's too much distance there. I okay. need more, more, more volume out there getting close. I don't see how there's not been more. I really don't. It doesn't make any sense to me. We with start, all the footage. Yeah. It, the more and more footage I've seen. I mean, the bluff charge from mama grizzly bear had enough of like impact on me. Like maybe that circulated amongst tourists or maybe they put that on replay in the visitor center where people are like, Oh, the bears don't care about the sidewalk. The bison don't care about the sidewalk. Maybe that, maybe that information is being circulated, but I was certain that we'd be closer to 2.75 this at this time, this part of the year. It's disappointing. <laughs> Not good, Bob. <laughs> That's, there's only so much we can do. Let's jump into the huddle. There are there are four of us here, so let me remind everyone, if you're a first-time listener, what the huddle entails. It is the good news of the week, the critical number of the week, something you are stuck on, and your flex option of quote or question of the week. I'll kick it to you, Trainer. What is your good news of the week? Zeman family, get ready, because the Dallas Cowboys play on television next Thursday. Hall of Fame game. Yes. Steelers, Big Ben, an injury to complain about. Najee Harris, will he will he get out there? Will My- Michael Parsons get out there? I'm, I'm excited. I mean, no, it's it's a stupid preseason game. We didn't have preseason last year, so we had to wait extra long for any sort of just inkling of football besides Instagram shots. Dak Prescott left practice today with some shoulder so- soreness. Are you think we're going to see him at all? Ah, oh, man, I was hoping you're not going to bring that up. We're not going to see Dak. Dak needs to, Dak, Dak needs to to sit as much as possible. And how long do you think Naj- the Najee Harris dominant storyline will happen until they realize they've made no additions on the offensive line and Big Ben is just going to throw 50 times a game this year? Um, I don't think it'll last. It won't be long before they realize how bad. They subtracted from their offensive line. Their offensive line is terrible. Is Najee Harris a catcher? Yes. A yeah. catcher? Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't remember. Good. Good, good. He'll need it. He'll need those hands, Troy. You're it's good. good. <laughs> well, that's good. He's got that going for him, Troy. Your good news of the week. Well, I don't know if this is good news, but I think it it's good news for me. But uh, it seems that in the Green Bay, Wisconsin, that time is a flat circle. Uh, I don't know if y'all saw Aaron Rodgers' um, interview today, or in, maybe it was yesterday. But he kind of let the dirty laundry out about everything going on. Um, with him and the Packers, and I thought that was at least good news to get a little bit more clarity on his stance. Um, just to give you a brief overview of the, I think it was like 17 minutes total of this, um, him talking to reporters, but basically uh, Green Bay would not commit to him past 2021, um, not letting him have a say into what players he would like, and uh, he had some a little bit of uh, friction there with players that were cut when he didn't want them cut in the past, and so... 
maybe Aaron Rodgers is a little bit of drama queen. Uh, he's kind of proved that, but maybe, maybe not the same time. Like this is kind of similar to a Brett Favre situation where he's been there for a very long time. He's won several MVPs. He's even won a Super Bowl. But it's like maybe the Packers front office needs a little bit of uh, change as well. It seems like he's not getting enough. I mean, he's done wonders for them. And still, they're silencing their quarterbacks like it's 1970 or whatever. How do you fire someone in the front office of the Green Bay Packers? Do they have to get like uh, the board together? Do they have like voting ballots because everyone's an owner of the Green Bay Packers and they're like, this guy's not doing a good enough job? Like, how secure is your position at the Green Bay Packers if there's no like head boss or is there a head boss trainer? Um, I think it's just whoever has the most years of season tickets. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> like, like tenure, as because it's a it's a it's a team of the people. So tr- I I will I will say that I saw the reasoning behind Aaron Rodgers. I listened to a little bit of the interview today, and I saw the reasoning behind it, and he's got a point. And I hate and I hate to admit that. And it, and you're right. You see what's going on with Tom Bray Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. And they're like, yeah, just say what you want, and we'll get it for you. You see with Patrick Mahomes, he said, "See, tell me what you want, and we'll get a bunch of weapons around you. Russell Wilson got all got all pissed off because they weren't doing that for him. And he was like, well, I'll just leave. And Russell Wilson was like, probably taking a little scope of the league as well and seeing what some of these quarterbacks have the control of, of who's coming in and who's coming out. And Aaron Rodgers said, you know, I might be in a position to get this. And now you know that it's this is it. Aaron Rodgers. He's like, I'm not playing for you again if you're not going to allow me to make these decisions. And I guess the way the NFL is going, I understand it, but I think I'm going to stand firm on my soapbox and trainer back me up here and Aaron Rodgers is still a turd. <laughs> oh, I think he's a huge turd. Uh, did like his shirt, the glasses. I don't want to see any more of those. Those are so LA. Um, I'd say probably something that I just thought of is I think a little difference between Aaron Rodgers with the Packers and Tom Brady with the Patriots. Obviously, five more Super Bowls, but Mm-hmm. Also, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady were kind of an equal, you know, equal two-headed monster when it comes to being famous for that team. While it's just been Aaron Rodgers with a fat Mike McCarthy who doesn't speak much, and then Matt Lafleur who I have never heard talk. So therefore, like, there's not really like another, you know, there's not a, there's not a dynamic of coach and and player. And Tom Brady didn't really get his his uh, way a lot either with, with how he wanted to run the personnel and how he wanted more weapons, et cetera. So. Yeah, I think Aaron Rodgers complains too much, and I think Tom Brady is definitely the the models for success. I think he's just pissed because Tom Brady went down, won a title in the NFC, threw the Lombardi when he was blackout drunk, uh, and just wants to have fun. But he's not having fun up there in the cold. He Giannis calls, is. Yeah, he's. He, uh, what did Aaron Rodgers say? He says this is not a a like destination football team. Football players come here to play football and win championships. They're not coming here for like the sun. And I was like. How dare, yeah, yeah. how dare you, Aaron Rodgers? That's Lombardi Field. How dare you? It's title town. Well, speaking of that, like, I've liked, uh, what's his name? I forgot his name. I think it's Tom or Tim Glover. He was Michael Jordan's trainer, and he mentioned, he talked about how Aaron Rodgers is calling this the last dance with Devontae Adams. And he was just like, well, the only thing is, Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers have never won a title, and Scotty and Mike have won five at that point. So uh, let's just take it easy on this. I'm I'm Aaron I'm a, I'm Aaron Jordan I'm Michael Jordan Aaron Rodgers crap because it's a little bit of an inflated ego. I saw that and I was going to mention it later, but the fact that they sh- sh- 
uh, displayed their intention on coming back for another year by a a simultaneous Instagram photo of Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan saying it's the last dance, of course, insinuating. But Aaron Rodgers is a 37-year-old man. I don't know if he should be giving subliminal messages on Instagram. I get it for Devontae (laughs) Adams. He's 28 years old. He grew up in the era of Instagram. But Aaron Rodgers being like, I'm going to use Instagram to really display my feelings here. It's like, come on, dude. You're a grown man. You're a grown man. That's just me hating Aaron Rodgers. Lynn, we will kick it over to you for your good news of the week. My good news of the week is that the Olympics are here. Yes. And I, yes, continue. (laughs) Um, And on top of that, uh, with this Summer Olympics, we've got a number of new. Uh, sports being played, uh, one of which is the three-on-three basketball and surfing, both of which were one in three-on-three basketball, women won gold, and in surfing, Carissa Moore, who's also an American, won gold. So, yay, America. Did you see? Yes, love. I love, <laughs> I, honestly, I did not have an Olympic fever until I started watching it for a little bit, and I was like, Yeah. Go red, red, white, and blue. Oh. Everyone's on the same page. I walk into a room and there's not like, hey, who are you rooting for? It's like, duh, the Olympian on our side. Did you watch any of the surfing competition? I did a little bit. How? Where are they surfing? Australia. Is it like man-made? <laughs> yeah, just yeah, kidding. Like, actually, a wave pool? <laughs> the, swe- the swell is so much better in Australia right now. We just had the Olympics down there. That's actually where my line of line of question was going. Is it a man-made pool? No, it's off the coast, and I watched some of it. And in fact, the weather recently, or whenever I believe it was Monday, I may have that wrong. Um, but whenever the final was, a hurricane that was then taken down to a tropical storm was raging, and oh, yeah. so they're surfing in just it's all it's gray and. It just Ooh. it looked terrifying, honestly. So it's not the scene out of like Blue Crush. That's where my brain's it's, going. It's the scene at the end of Point Break where spoiler alert, Bodie goes into the hundred year storm and, and dies. He's allegedly. Not, he's not coming back. He's not coming back. Um Correct. Yeah. Uh the three on three basketball tournament sounds like someone was like Hey, you know all those athletes that run up and down the floor? Because I saw some footage of this. It's like you get behind the three-point line. We're just playing pickup hoops, and we've turned it into Olympic sport. It is almost basketball manifesting itself in the Olympics. <laughs> like, you know all that running around all those athletes do? No, no, no. Let's go half court, ones and twos, first to 21. Very entertaining. NBA Street. NBA, NBA Street Volume 2. Still yeah. the greatest PlayStation or game of all time. Uh, my good news of the week, okay. and I and I l- was looking at the football college football schedule, and by the time this comes out, we will be one month away from college football. Oh, dang on! Only two months away, or actually less than two months today, Massey, from minor league baseball playoffs too. So let me spoiled. When does baseball end this year? Is it different than any other uh, year, or do they start on time? I think they I think they start on time. Should be it should end around Halloween. Okay, yeah, I, I can't. COVID has got my my brain scrambled for when things start starting in these days. I did like last year how it started in October. I'm not sure how y'all felt about that, but it was all of a sudden it was like, you know, I got some things to do in September. Like it's still kind of nice outside before we go into the frozen winter that is Jackson. I would like to fit in all these things that I haven't done this summer, 
And then all of a sudden it was like college football starts. I'm like, this is kind of nice. But we'll get it in August this year. So so no, no, do not fret. We'll we will have it on time this year. Trainer, let me kick it to you. What is your critical number of the week? Ninety-nine. Um ninety-nine. I have no idea. No, this isn't Dak Prescott's rating in Madden. This is the number of innings without holding a lead that the Rangers had going, which ended on past last Sunday. And by when I'm, when I'm saying that, they went 99 innings in a row without having a lead in a game. Oh, so they were never ahead for 10 games. 11. Well done, yeah. A little over 10 games. A little over 10 games. 11 games. This guy. Pathetic. He's second, got like three degrees over here, smarty pants. <laughs> second to, uh, I don't know who, but second only to the record of 103. I couldn't find, I'm sure it's some team from the like early 1700s or something. Yeah, that was um, that was I, like the yeah. Chicago Baseball Club holds that record from 1917. Yeah, the Chicago Pangeas or something. Uh, and then they also traded their best player, uh, Joey Gallo today. So tough season for my guys. Are, they in full, are you in full rebuild mode over there with the Rangers? Yes, officially. We, we signed Al Leiters slash uh, uh, Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt went to the college baseball World Series championship, and Al Leiter, who used to be a pitcher in the in major leagues for the Mets and who else? Mets and some other teams. His son. So this, yeah, this is this would be my old AF moment of the week is Jack Leiter. Uh, Rangers just signed him as their second overall pick uh, in the draft, and so that's happening while we're training our best player after losing or yeah being down 10 plus games in a row over under the years it takes before the rangers end the season above 500 Ooh, uh let's see tougher question make the playoffs make the playoffs um let's see baseball just seems 20, like one of those sports that like it takes forever to rebuild and basketball you get a few couple pieces 26 2026 yeah, five yeah, years Yikes. Troy, what is your critical number of the week? I just want to call out uh, Graham's Pangea joke right there. That's a funny geology joke. I don't think anyone picked up on that, but that's the... The listeners did. The, that's the original, yeah. that's the original so, supercontinent. That, is that what that is? So, yeah. Troy yeah. just brings so much knowledge to this podcast. It's it's unbelievable. I'm not sure what we're going to do without you. Somebody drove off the road. They're getting eaten by wildlife right now. That was so funny. Okay. Uh, my critical number of the week is three-fourths of 14... Three quarters of four, seventy-five percent of fourteen, which is uh, twelve. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, what? All right, explain it. That is the required number of SEC schools to approve the unsolicited bids from Texas and Oklahoma that were submitted to join the league. That's how many teams have to say yes and approve. Can you can you give me the solid uh, the solid number? Eleven. Eleven. Yeah, I knew that. 11 teams. I mean, 11 schools have to approve their, um, I guess, admission to to come into the SEC. Yeah. So A&M, that's a no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The rest. And, so there's 14 teams total, and you need what three would say no? A&M. Yes. Uh, man, that's a good question. Um, I guess Vanderbilt would say we don't want to be beat even harder. I, I don't know. I mean, they already get their ass kicked. It doesn't really matter. That's a tough question. I know A&M was the only one I could think of off the top of my head. But, I mean, I think probably Dan, kind of the, the, 
to dump your teams because yeah. eventually if this if this keeps going this direction, then they'll just be super conferences where like Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, and um, uh, Notre Dame will be in the same conference or something. I, so I'd say probably like the teams at the bottom, like Mizzou, and I mean A and M for jealousy reasons, yeah. and saying like, oh, we wanted to go out on our own, and now we now we're, we're like they thought they were the cool kid, and now they're just you know their parents are joining them. Um, so I'd say yeah, some of the teams at the bottom of the standings. I'm gonna I'm gonna con- contradict that and say I'm gonna say some of the fringe teams, the guys that are on the outside looking in, because some of those dumpy teams like Arkansas, Missouri, Vanderbilt get so much money from the SEC succeeding that they were like, whatever, who who cares, more successful teams. I'm going to say like – Yeah, they're Dan, just happy to be at the party. Yeah, they're like, hey, we're just here. And like some more popular kids show up, and they're like, oh, sweet, Terry's here. I love Terry. And they're like, dude, shut up. Terry's not that cool. Um, but I'm going to say like Florida is not going to like this, and Georgia is not going to like first, this. first two huh. teams. South Carolina. South Carolina is not going to like this. Those people that have been on the out – well, South Carolina stinks. They stink. They um, they just don't know they do. Yeah, they, they really are. That's a great. They've had this sweaty man on the sidelines yelling for a while, although they're running back. Well, supposed same, to be a stud same with year. Texas. Same with Texas. Yeah, exactly. And and they're just like, they're one of the teams like, well, we're we're like two steps away from beating Nick Saban until Nick, once Nick Saban retires and bursts into a ball of light in the, at midfield of, at Bryant Denny's Stadium. They're like, we're next. So, like, okay, Auburn, Georgia, Florida, Texas A&M, that's your four teams. That's actually good. That's yeah. actually – I like that a lot. I think Kentucky, Vanderbilt, like, don't care that much. Tennessee, Maybe, don't care. I haven't even heard of Tennessee in a while. No, they're just, like, still putting out the flames from Lane Kiffin. And I yeah. just think some of the – maybe you're right. Some of the mid-tier teams in the SEC will be like, no, I don't want to have to go through another mid-tier team. I'm already playing Alabama – once a year, and if I can beat them, if I can get over that hump, I have a chance. I wonder how much calculate. Continue, Graham. Oh, that, yeah, I mean that's a good point. I, I think first off, we should do a delusional fan power rankings for all college football teams at some point. Yes, just like top ten most delusional fans: South Carolina and Texas and Nebraska, Penn State high up there, um, Michigan. Yeah. State, like, yeah, USC. Uh, anyway, we, we, we just did it. So. <laughs> <laughs> great segment. Yeah, great, great job, guys. Really great job. Glad we had to dug deep in our research lab. Um, yeah, but I mean, that, it makes sense. So, I mean, like, I was just thinking more of the if they want to trim the fat and take the, the ratings killers in five years and they say Vanderbilt, Mizzou, all these teams that are the, the ratings dumps, what if they want to swap them out for Ohio State and, um, Notre Dame, and they don't. I mean, nobody cares about nobody cares about geography anymore. It doesn't really matter. So that was what I, that's where I was going with that. But I, I could see the point of Georgia and Florida not wanting the the uh, even bigger puffed out chess teams coming in. What if Oklahoma went to the SEC East? That would crack me up. Poor Ooh. guys. Um, Lynn, are we? Where are we? Critical number. Critical number. Lynn, your critical number of the week. Thirteen point seven six six. That is how fast someone ran the hundred meter dash. No, no, Hi. that's low. Oh. Uh, that's got to be a gymnastic score. It is the. It is Troy. Good job. It is the score that Simone Biles received on her vault before pulling out of the team finals. Is that is that high low? How low. Is it? So oh. she. That vault pulled down America's score, which put them in second place, 
behind the Russians. And then the rest, basically, the other three Americans just spent the whole rest of the time right? Um, just trying to make back up, dig themselves out of that hole with the hopes of getting a gold. And unfortunately, they did not. I mean, they still there's <laughs> they won a silver medal in the Olympics. That's much better than anything I've ever done. So but as a, still. As a former gymnast. And it's also very <laughs> funny to watch like Simone Biles do a vault and you're like, that was the craziest thing I've ever seen. And the announcer would be like, atrocious. And you're like, what? Wait, what? Did you just see what I was saying? And it's funny. Maybe we should talk about Simone, Bi- Simone Biles right now. And she was like, to hell with it. I'm out. And she's receiving a lot of support, honestly. More support than I've seen I've seen negative. I was, Lynn, I was wondering your stance on her being like, I've had enough. I'm out. I mean, I think it's smart. Um, everything I've read has said that she no longer felt like she was doing it for herself. She was doing it to keep the haters away and to keep her sponsors happy and this, that, and the other. And that's a lot of weight to have on one person. Um, And she was doing a move on vault that she could do in her sleep. And if you watch it in slow-mo, you can, she said she lost herself during the flips and you can sort of see her head all of a sudden be like, I have I have no idea where I am in space. I'm eight feet in the air and I'm lost. And the fact that she was able to land it and didn't seriously injure herself is phenomenal. But yeah, for her to all of a sudden be like, it's it's not only is it better for my mental health, but it's also better for the team in general that I don't keep going on and keep possibly pulling them down through the rest of the rotation. Do you think it's do you think it's a in a an awakening on the mental health side of things that America is starting to realize how important mental health is or do you think there is more stress now on athletes that is deteriorating like let's just call it everyone's got the same score for mental health like 50 points and the stress back then only got 25 points so you had you had a a cushion there because there wasn't so much exposure. Now the pressure is ramped up to a thousand points and it's all being piled on because it, because information and opinions and media have more access and you have more access to all this information in like, instead of, instead of people saying, Oh, I'm just going to turn off my phone back then. It was like, I'm just not going to pick up a newspaper, which was much easier to do. Is that, I think, does that calculate into her decision? I'm sure that it does. I mean, yes. The, access that the average Joe has to her these days is obviously much more than 50 years ago. You know, if she, if we were doing this 50 years ago, she's in a foreign country. I'm sure that they're not a whole lot of American newspapers that she could pick up and read in the New York times that someone didn't think what she did was great. You know, it would take four days for that that information to get there rather than, Four milliseconds to for Twitter to explode. That's tough. How old is Simone? Twenty two. Four. Twenty four. Twenty four. Yeah. No, I was gonna. I mean, I t- I totally agree with everything Lynn said. I think uh, I think part of it is also I think I think reporters uh, there's 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 more of them and like that you said it takes four milliseconds. They have more access to 
roast people. I think troll. I think reporters are a little more trolly and a little meaner, more malicious than they used to be. They want to ask questions to get clickbait. They want to ask questions that are going to get you know the rise out of athletes, and they want to get credit for that. And I think that's screwed up. That's what happened to Naomi Osaka, the tennis player who's only 23. I mean, yeah, these also are 24 and 23 year olds. They're not 37 year olds like Aaron Rodgers being a baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Full circle. <laughs> yeah, let me just go ahead and tell everyone when I was doing, I was 24. I was a busser. So that's yeah. that's. Let me just go ahead and say that. No pressure. Legitimately, no <laughs> no pressure in my life. I'm like, oh, it's snowing. I guess I'll go skiing. Oh, okay. Um, my critical number of the week is four. Uh, Brett Favre's number. Dang. Yeah, Brett Favre's number. Uh, four medals UVA athletes have won. That puts them in the top twenty-five amongst all countries UVA representing. I think they're all swimmers. Wow. There's uh, there's that Troy magic again. That's yeah, right. Yeah, Troy's move. Troy's moving to Charlottesville. All of a sudden, it's title town. It's unbelievable. It's great. Uh, I forget who did what for UVA. Just hand up. All I saw was that graphic, and I was like, count it. There is a uh, – I've been trying to refresh this, but there is another UVA swimmer in a final right now, but I cannot, for whatever reason, cannot figure out how to uh, get live updates like I can on other NHL, NFL-type scores. So, anyway, there is a potential potential for UVA to move up in the ranks here. I like oh, it. Amongst the countries? Amongst the countries. Can we pass? When can we pass? Uh, Republic or what is it called? What is the ROC? The Russian Russian uh, Olympic, Olympic Council. It's so people can't committee. be doped. There's it's it's like anti-doping committee or like it's so Russians that are clean can still participate. Yes. Right. Yeah. Which I mean, if your acronym is Rock, then that's pretty sweet. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> R-O-C-K. Yeah. <laughs> Trainer, what are you stuck on? Uh, oh my big stock on uh, anti-vaxxers in football. The um, yeah, the Cole Beasley was the news was annoying. That was a couple weeks ago. That was annoying. And now Ron, you know Ron Rivera, um, or last week DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, I know, I, I know you. Should, I don't know. I, I don't know where to go with this. I, Ron Rivera speaking out as a former, as a pretty recently former cancer patient, and being scared for his life now for the season coaching because he's got idiots who don't want to. Um, get vaccinated. I, mm-hmm. my, I'll just sum it up here. It's not my quote of the week, but um, it's also a great quote from Sir Charles Barkley. The, o- the only people who are not vaccinated are just a-holes. There we go, <laughs> Charles Barkley. You had a little twang to start the uh, to start that yeah, was, uh, quote there. I like yeah. that. I'm always afraid. I'm always afraid to go into Barkley. I, don't, I haven't got it. It's not my Pacino yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. It's well. How about this? If they would have gone ahead and got the vaccine when they first came out instead of waiting until, like, maybe they'll have side effects or an adverse reaction to it midseason or in camp. They could have gotten it last spring and just, like, flushed all the bad reactions out of their systems within a week. Instead, they're, like, leading up to the season. What if they have, you know, every single vaccine has some symptoms? I mean, last night, Hillary got a – I mean, I don't know if this breaks any HIPAA violations. Hillary got a tetanus shot. And felt kind of bad. Like, luckily she didn't work today. She's like, I feel kind of bad. I'm going to take it easy for a little bit. Like, that's vaccines have that effect on on people. And now if you're training to become an NFL athlete and you take a COVID shot and you feel run down for a week, that will affect your status. And they waited up until the last minute for Roger Goodell to be like, 
get a vaccine or we're going to more than slap you on the wrist. We're going to take away all your game checks. And now they're like, this is BS. So you could have, you could have taken care of this a long time ago. And the fact that there's going to, they've already canceled a Nats game. Like, are we doing this again going into the fall? Are we going to have like COVID weird things happen where like, remember last year when the Detroit Lions didn't have a coaching staff? Like, are we going to do that again? It appears so. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it seems so silly to me. Like, here's a solution. Well, and I don't know. I don't, we're trying. It's so funny that I'm, I'm I'm about to say I don't want to get political when it comes to vaccines. But let's let's back off. Those guys need to get vaccinated, and we need to have football because I selfishly love football. And there's now rules saying you need to get vaccinated, and I don't want to see my football season canceled because, because of vaccines. People don't follow the rules. Yeah, yeah. Follow the rules. I, I sound like a <laughs> narc right now. I, I never want to sound like a it's, narc in my life. It's, it's a it's a it's an eggshell it's an eggshell stepping conversation. Yeah, um, it's frustrating. I know, yes, and Roger Goodell is the, is the highest paid procrastinator in in the world in the world of sports and any industry, etc. Um, and I understand there's a, there's an unfortunately like there's a trust there's a trust thing for I know for black athletes and black black people in general with with the, with the uh, vaccination. That's unfortunately a, you know a reality for our country. Uh, that's, overall, yeah. not just in sports. But well, yeah, but that's just, that's that's yeah. based on some very dark history that they had to face. Mm-hmm. Right, right. The, Tus- it's, the, it's, the Tuskegee. Uh, what was that thing? Yeah. Syphilis Project or whatever it was. That was mm-hmm. a terrible, part, dark chapter of American history. Um, where are we, Troy? Something that you are stuck on. So a little lighthearted, stuck on, but a well, we need it. We need it. Bring us up, Troy. Bring us up. My bad. A, I listen to New York Times today. <laughs> a seven-foot Japanese robot made a layup, a free throw, a three-pointer, <laughs> and a half-court shot at halftime at an Olympic basketball game. Like, what's going on? Like, why Why are these robots doing these, like, halftime shows? I think that's a little bit – a little suspect of what's going on. Are, this is, are robots the Japanese basketball team? I'm – I've never. It's never been so clear that we're moving faster and faster to the Terminator dystopia that we were warned about with John Connor, and then making a fa- and then making a half court shot. I was like, "What technology is that? What like microchip allows you to do the finesse that is a basketball shot?" Yeah, and why isn't that bat that then robot going in the stands and ripping people's heads off? Because I'm pretty sure it could. <laughs> I mean, the hackers are the easiest. Like run our test. Yeah, who's going to stop it? The melee in the Tokyo Palace or whatever they call the Olympic <laughs> basketball stadium. What's well, funny, like, people forget that on the East Coast, like, three Christmases ago, everyone's consumer goods got hacked by someone playing a, quote, prank, and they all, like, came on at the same time and were out of control. What? That you don't happened? remember this? No. Am I, am I, in, the, am I, darker, am I in the dark web? I'm way behind because I I don't know how I didn't didn't see a, a, a video of this so that you can see the robot doing this stuff. Oh yeah, like he he oh, okay. swishes it and then like swishes a three pointer and then like scoots back and swishes a half court shot like that's freaking wow Arnold Schwarzenegger. That is Arnold and Schwarzenegger. I didn't mean to uh, derail you, Master. What were you saying? Well, I might be speaking half truths here, but let's just go ahead and say it because we're a well researched show. Um. This was like three years ago, and maybe Todd can look this up for me. But like all these consumer goods with microchips in it, 
got taken over by the same hacking group and it it they all were out of control for like 10 minutes and they linked it to hackers it's like let's make this jump to a robot army now what i mean they just hacked a pipeline and got five million bucks out of it that's literally the plot of transformers is like them turning like vending machines into robots yeah robots like killing Firing Mountain Dew cans, robots. We'll get Michael Bay in here to, to describe exactly what's going on. Yeah, we'll get him online. <laughs> Todd, Michael Bay's number. Todd. Just say, Todd, buy the amount of cocaine. Yeah, that's all it takes. That's all it takes. Tro- uh, Michael Bay's here. Troy, critical number? Something you're stuck on? Lynn, what are you stuck on? Something I'm stuck on is how the lack of fans are affecting Olympians. So... Some of these Olympians have been participating in sports and haven't had fans over the past 18 months, but other people made had their Olympic trials and then COVID hit, so they haven't had any competition. So just curious as to how that plus the pressure of the Olympics is. Let me, let me rebuttal that. How many fans go to like the discus? I think on a non-Olympic year. Oh. So is this business that's normal for some of those like lesser known sports like in fencing? And they're like, it's not a packed house tonight. How am I going to perform? Or like during fencing is they're like sold out arena. All 40 seats are filled. Let's do this. Okay. Fencing maybe is not a good example, but you know. But wouldn't it? No, I see. Go ahead. I see where, I, I see, no, I see where you're coming from. I mean, I've, yeah, I've seen some indoor games, and I, you can really tell it in the indoor games, like volleyball, where you know somebody does something, table tennis. I remember these guys were playing table tennis, and one guy like did like a you know kind of a are you not entertained? And like looked around the stadium, and I saw like maybe five people sprinkled, looked like a, a Miami Marlins game in July, <laughs> and I was just like, I was like, that's kind of sad. Like you work your ass off for like this time, in this case, five years, because it was delayed by a year. Mm-hmm. And you want to have like a, you want to put on a show in front of people, not just the television and not just cameras. Cause I mean, obviously, you know, people are watching at home, but it's like the energy is not there. And I, I that's definitely messes with your head, I'm sure. And I think that's probably a little bit reason why these athletes have um, from last year hitting us emotionally and the mental health stuff from some of the athletes, withdrawing from stuff like we talked about miles and osaka earlier i think it has a i think it has a uh a, an impact for sure i agree and despite my sarcasm it is it is kind yeah, of like, such a smart ass it is one of those things where like <laughs> this like i don't know like I, when i was a little kid shooting shooting hoops in the backyard i was like down two five seconds left yeah. like i'm i'm in front of like for the NBA finals, I'm sure the Olympians are doing the same thing saying it is now my floor routine or it's my ping pong match or it's whatever competition. The stadium is packed. I'm representing my country. This is it. And it's all you can hear is like the squeaking shoes. For the, pardon me. Um, the, the other thing I was thinking about was how it's, actually helping the underdogs yes okay that these giants are being toppled because the person that they're playing against is used to playing with 14 people in their stands Mm -hmm. four of which are their family so maybe you know the andy murrays who just lost in tennis 
lost because he's used to having 400 people there and they weren't all cheering for him. So we did see this in the in the NBA bubble in the playoffs last year. Some of the no-names were shooting better and some of the people that had never been to a playoff setting were performing better because there wasn't that added pressure of a crowd and, and it's whether is living up to expectations or getting heckled by a crowd is or living up to expectations of the crowd or, or whatever it is. I'm sure they put enough pressure on themselves, but the added pressure of a crowd that can handling that pressure can only add to the, the performance, so to speak, the, your, the way you perform, you walk out and maybe you are used to seeing 14 people and, and you're a, a gymnast. And all of a sudden you walk into a stadium and you're like, everyone's here. And yeah. all the cameras are here. Yeah, it's like one and of the most popular fi- sports. Yeah, there's 5,000 people. There's 10,000 people watching me where I'm used to being in, like, in this case, like in a college gymnasium. Um, on a Wednesday. On a, yeah, yeah. So, like, there is there is that. And, and you're right. Maybe there we are seeing that same type of effect where the underdogs are like, oh, yeah, business as usual. And it's not exactly. getting the pressure's not getting to them. And so they're able to perform better. Because um, the crowd has always been in their own head. Because they're like the crowd is cheering for me. Yeah. In my head, and you know. And the crowd goes wild. Exactly. Um, something I'm stuck on. I had the uh, Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers uh, Instagram post. Um, also had Patrick Mahone for rookie card selling for four point three million. I love how people are just throwing around money for what? sports things. Yeah, the piece the of- uh, sports. Sorry, the sports card. Uh, industry blew up in COVID. It's wild. It's uh, bad, folks. So now, now something I'm stuck on is the Texans are now taking offers for Deshaun Watson right now. Really? It's like now, now you're doing this. <laughs> it's a little late. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> I completely forgot they were playing football in Houston. With all this going down, I was like, oh, they're just not playing. They're just not playing football in Houston this year. They're just they're just out. So the Deshaun Watson. Don't want to dive too deep into all this very serious allegations that he's facing, but legally, he's allowed to be traded. So, and they're like, "Hey, we'll take calls for Deshaun Watson." Everyone's like, "We don't want Deshaun. Who want? No one wants Deshaun Watson." Yeah, it's it's just like the timing of it's is ridiculous. It's, it's uh, I mean, what, yeah, you can get like get him for. I guess it's like you can get him for seventy cents on a dollar. Put in promo code allegations thirty to receive thirty percent off. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. It's, it's so it's so weird. It's so weird. Um, poor timing. Poor like, yeah. I don't know who you announced that to. You're like, hey guys, you remember Deshaun Watson? You you don't want him? And people are like, no, no, we have no interest in them. Uh, trainer, your quote or question of the week. In preparation for the competition, I haven't taken a poop in two weeks. Number two just isn't an option for me. Gardner Minshew, Gardner Minshew, his uh, competition with, <laughs> with Trevor Lawrence. Oh what, uh, man, quarter of the year, quarter of the year. That is so great. I, drop. It took me a little bit to uh, figure out what you were saying, but Gardner Minshew not wanting to be the backup for Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville is what you're mentioning. But I was like, man, that guy's not doing so well. Yeah, yeah, like, he, thought he, a, he thought it was a health issue. Yeah, I was like, man, he needs to seek seek out medical attention immediately. Uh, Gardner Minshew, uh, fan of the show. Love, I love everything about this. Doppelganger of the show. Yeah, Graham looks exactly like Gardner Minshew without the mustache. Graham, grow out the mustache for the season, please. 
It doesn't look good with glasses, Massey. Oh, well, what do I know? You'd be you'd be very <laughs> easily picked out and guess who. Um Gardner Minshew. I didn't know he was still on the Jaguars, so he I didn't realize he was still their backup. I I, st- I thought Tim Tebow was going to lock in that position once he exploded Urban Meyer's uh, skeletons in all his closet. <laughs> Emergency three. Emergency three. You think that's why he actually made the roster for the Jaguars to begin with? Oh, absolutely. They, did he officially make the roster? I don't know. I thought, oh, I guess they're going through the whole process, but he's he's still there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure... Urban Meyer got hired in Jacksonville, and Tim Tebow picked up and dialed Urban Meyer's cell phone number and says, Hey, bud, remember our days in Florida together? You owe me one. Remember? Yeah. Remember Aaron Hernandez? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, owe me, you owe me two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me, uh, me, me too, exactly. Um, Troy, your quote or question of the week. So Graham Graham took mine word word for word. So, but my I had a backup because I thought it was going to be that way. Um, the and Lynn mentioned this earlier, but why does not the U.S. team, men's team, uh, have a three-on-three basketball team? Apparently, everyone else does, but we do not. And that seems like something like I mean, Ice Cube made a three-on-three basketball league in the United yeah. States. You think you can just grab mm-hmm. three guys and win the Olympic gold? That's how. Not, I mean, Dream Team is not doing so well this year, op- losing their opening game and losing some other warm-up games. So maybe it's not the shoe in that we think it is. But the the three on three team, I think we could field three guys that would just dominate. Okay, yeah. off, off the top of my head, I'm thinking retirees. You know, like people that don't play in the league anymore. Kevin Garnett, yeah, three guys. Yeah, Kevin Garnett, um, Vince Carter, and. Oh yeah, I like this team. Yeah, and, just throw in Russell uh, Westbrook. Yeah, Russell Westbrook, sure. Those three, right there. Did you just, did you just fire Russell Westbrook from the league, Troy? Well, he is playing for the Washington Bullets, aka the Wizards. So, oh, they're, yeah, they're out of the league. Basically, he, he's sure. on his way out. <laughs> well, also, couldn't you just pick the Steve three <laughs> the three people who didn't make it onto the Olympic basketball team? You know, if the roster is oh, only yeah. 20 yeah. people, pick the next three that didn't make it and be 21, like, oh, fun 22, story. and 23. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Trey, Trey Young was so pissed and hot and bothered about not making it. Trey Young playing 3-3 three three basketball, sign me up. Yeah, I would watch that. I would watch that in a heartbeat. I was just thinking that, like, if it would be kind of a slap in the face to a, to a current player. So I was I was just going into Ice Cube's league and thinking and thinking everything that way, like retirees that still, still had it. I mean, if – it could Vince, be more fun. If Vince Carter played France in three on three, they would just be like, "We remember this guy. What, we forfeit." Know, yeah. What if Vince <laughs> Carter faced the same guy he dunked over all those years ago from Dagestan? Uh, you know the the dunk of him like yeah, I think it was jumping. a French guy. Oh, was it a French guy? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's great. Yeah, just they like we quit. Yeah. And Vince Carter, I'm not even sure. Can he 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 can dunk still, right? Oh yeah. Sure. Oh yeah, he's out in league. He's out in league like a year. Uh, Lynn, your quote or question of the week? My quote is: "I'm only halfway through my program." Is that a program, as in, as in, like, like you've made it halfway through the playbill, or is it program, as in, I am Johnny Menzel? Yeah, Johnny Menzel and rehab kind of type <laughs> of program. No, it's the 
halfway through the number of events that this person is competing in at the Olympics. Is this Biles again? No, this is Ariane Titmus, the Australian swimmer who has won gold in two events, beating Katie Ledecky, who was the the winner in Rio. And so Katie Ledecky was the lady to beat, and Miss Titmus did. Yeah, Ledecky was the one that was beating the field by like half pool links where the announcer's like this is the most incredible dominant and she was 15 at the time no she was 18 18 yes yeah she's i think she just graduated from stanford that's why um uva was able to win the national championship i think this year because she had just graduated from stanford she's a year <laughs> out <laughs> and uva <laughs> snuck in there now we have a ton of olympic athletes shout out uva Woo. but i think it's uh it's a pretty impressive thing because Kayla Decky was so, so dominant four years ago. Is that the swimmer's coach who had an all-time reaction to him? Yeah, he had like a he had like the 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 most iconic reaction to his to his athlete winning a gold medal. And that wasn't that wasn't that he was like grabbing the rail and like trying to shake the rail off in the in the polite Japanese person. Uh, I don't. I don't know what to say. She seemed like she was some sort of like authority figure in the stadium, like the ticket stadium, takers, stadium personnel. Yeah, and she was like She's trying like a... to calm him down, and he was having none of it. He was like, "Get out of my way! This is my girl. I'm losing my mind." Yes, he's just like it, it looked like a man who had 1,200 Foster's beers and was just humping in a rail, and he was just like, "Oh, oh, oh, oh!" oh. He's freaking out. It was awesome. Yeah, it was a soccer soccer hooligan who, whose team just yeah. scored. Exactly. I just was agreeing with you that, yes, that is the same gentleman that is her coach. Does everybody in Australia look like they just finished surfing for the day? That seems like a yes. pretty good look. And there's like, yeah, you know, just caught some breaks out there. That's not what Australians sound like, but that's what I'm making them sound like. <laughs> uh, my quote or question of the week is, well, it's a quote. It says, I have absolute certainty ESPN has been involved and manipulated other conferences to go after our members. That is the uh, Big Twelve Commissioner. Bob yeah. Bob Balsey. Ballsley. Bullslaw. Balls Ballsley. He sent a cease and desist letter to ESPN over those concerns because <laughs> he said they have manipulated all the big uh all conferences going after the big 12 teams to make more super conferences and this seems like a stab in the dark and i i'm kind of on his side i kind of like it go after go after espn go after the man oh i love it too i love i love it espn they need a little dirt they're just too, they're so busy they need a little dirt on them to get a little street cred and i was having this conversation the other day but how is espn blowing like a a huge lead when it comes to sports coverage they just they're just blowing it and they're becoming the villain which is a wonderful thing to see but it just seems like this espn is now turning into what we're seeing out of the NCAA, where they're like we're this invincible force we will never go away and people are like you kind of you kind of suck and now espn is just degrading and now and now the big 12 commissioner is going after these guys i, I love it um, we have time for some Friday headlines. Trainer, do you, do you have any anything prepped? We have we have about five minutes. I uh, didn't have a Friday headline. Let's let's uh, let's bat let's bat in reverse. Okay, I have a Friday headline. Did anybody else have one? 
I have one as well. Um, I will make one. On Friday, we will know that Trey Murphy of UVA gets drafted 17th by the New Orleans Pelicans, and Zion gets a three-point shooter. Nice. That's not Trey Young. Trey, what's his name? Trey Murphy. Trey Murphy the third. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I get that mixed up. But yeah, great headline. I like that. Troy, your Friday headline. So this is going to be several Fridays from now, but my Friday headline is Conor McGregor, who broke his leg in his last fight pretty brutally against Dustin Poirier, is going to sign a trilogy fight with Nate Diaz, uh, which is his next big money fight, but that's probably going to be in a couple years. And Once his leg gets put back together? Yeah, once his leg gets put back together. I think more likely the headline will read that Conor McGregor sues the UFC for ignoring the stress fractures they detected in his leg pre-fight. I think he knew about him and didn't care. I think he's just savage. Yeah, I mean, also a very real possibility. Trainer, did you get anything under that short uh, time span? Coach K is already retired. Coach K is retired. Damn it, that was, that was, that was a good one. Um, let's go with... Uh... Let's go. With, let's go. With Jim Beheim lays down his retirement. Let's get that. Let's get the smoke going on that fire. I thought he retired. He was like, "I'm going to retire in three years," and that was like five years ago, wasn't it? I think so. He just continue. You know, he keeps he keeps running over people on the road and just not not retiring like Brett Favre without, without the wiener picks. I would never. I thought I would say this, but the fact that uh, Roy Williams retired in a classy way and said, Hey, I'm done. And then went home and turned out the lights. And that was it. <laughs> I respect Roy Williams way of retiring versus like now everyone will have a media frenzy over every single game I've ever played. And somebody will come down and present me flowers or a trophy saying, coach K, thank you for your service. We're so happy that this is your last time in JPJ, which I doubt will do, but it just seems like one of those things where he's like, I will make a year of kissing the ring and everyone will worship me. And the commercials that are going to come out for Coach K's retirement is going to boil my blood. Anybody else? Sports fans, that's it. That's that it. all. Download we'll our – We'll go with uh, – Go ahead. We'll go with a goring, too. There'll be a goring on Friday. Goring optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's all download our podcast five star review rate review delete download do it all over again till next week
Thank you. 